I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the other stuff that happens to us mostly. Well, that's why we're the hosts. Sometimes to other people. Yes. And then we know about it. We need to get more guests on, but that's another story. It will be. Well, we hope so. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of which, if you've emailed us in the past year, uh, email again. (laughs) (laughs) We are terrible. Well, while we were dealing with all of the nonsense with our family getting nuked and with uh, recovering from that, and then with my new job, and there were a handful of other things happening, which if you've been listening, you know all about, and a lot of things slipped through the cracks. And I'm starting to finally catch up on emails, and I'm noticing that there are some that it's too old for me to go back and say, hey, can I take you up on that offer 14 months later? You could email them and say, sorry. I could. Mm -hmm. I could. Yep. Yeah. If you want to participate in our show or want us to participate in your show, we have a whole page dedicated to exactly how that should work on our website at transpantastic.net. And I strongly recommend reading it before emailing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of reading, our kid read a book. He did. <laughs> and by read, we mean listen to Audible, because that's what he's supposed to do. Because he has a visual disability that he needs to be able to actually decode, but he should be learning ELA skills, like plot and setting and things like that from listening. Yes. And he's enjoyed some of the books that you've managed to find for him with a certain author, maybe even the same characters. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he came down the other night and wanted to tell us he he found a book to read all by himself. He did because we put the audible on his phone. Usually it's on his tablet where we have very tightly controlled exactly what he has access to because otherwise he will get into every kind of nonsense imaginable to avoid doing schoolwork. Yes. Yeah, he'll do that. So he came down and wanted to tell us he he read a book. He found it on his own, and it was on his phone. Yes. And I said, you got books on your phone? He says, yeah, and I got the Audible app. You put put the Audible app there. Yeah, and he says, so I read a book. Go to sleep. And we're like, ah! Well, the funny thing is, he he says, fuck. Yeah. He says, go the fuck to sleep. And I was like, fuck? I'm not even going to, this no. is like him calling. Don't start with him. No. Especially not about that. No, but I'm like, you know, this was a free download some years ago when Samuel L. Jackson read that, the audiobook of Go the Fuck to That's what he listened to, yeah. It's not that I mind that he listened to that, but any type of swears are bad. It's not good to encourage him. And if it's in a book, he's now more encouraged. Right. Yeah. And, you know, most middle schoolers are reaching that point where you start loosening those reins, you start bending those rules and letting them express their own maturity and discretion of when is it okay to swear and when is it okay not to swear. Okay. But you, you you had a key phrase in there, expressing their maturity. This particular child does not have middle school level maturity. No, especially not when it comes to choices like that. Like he will swear and I know he's swearing with his friends on when when he's playing games. Yeah. And he was so loud with his swearing that finally I said, if I hear you swearing, I will turn it off. 
whatever, whatever he's doing. So if it's his PS4, I will turn it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he says, well, why can't I swear with my friends? And I said, you can, but if I can hear you, your PS4 will go off. In other words, see, that's where you have to teach him yes. the things that other kids reach that maturity level and say, well, I could do these things, but let me not do them in front of my parents. Right. Because my parents will disapprove, you know. Yeah. So. He he needs to be explicitly taught discretion. So good job, Dad. Thanks. No. I don't know if he sees it as discretion, but what he knows is if Dad can hear me yelling, what does he yell? You hear you you hear him all the time. I just hear the F-bomb. Uh, Sometimes I hear the F-D-F-F-F-bomb, and that's when his PS4 would go off. Yes. Or, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Or, because nothing ever gets said once when you're playing a game. You always say it four or five times. Everybody does that? I don't know. I try and avoid having to have headphones on when I'm in MMOs. I I try and play my quests and use the text chat features or messaging or some other not having to listen to people around me when I play those games. But I also I, play I very different MMOs. I don't play mm. Fortnite or any of those. Arc. Yeah. 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 Any of those immediately uh, interactive type games, competitive mm-hmm. type. Right. But anyway. So he he's pretty much stopped it. Like I went in there yeah. tonight. Because I had to load the email information, mm-hmm. the juvenile probation officer sent the instructions of yep. what he should do to finish. And I, I thought she had a good solution, uh, but I had to take it from my email and paste it onto a document. So in the morning, it's on his screen and he does it. Yeah. Her solution is that she wants him to write an essay. I know that's, you know, okay, but he could talk, he could talk it into his phone Mm -hmm. or he could type something. Yeah. If I leave it without fixing the spelling problems, she'll see why it's so short. Yeah. But he might be able to say more than usual because she wants him and she put like a few questions in there about him explaining what his experience doing community service at the food bank was like, the food bank truck and, Mm -hmm. and why he liked it and, you know, that, you know, a couple questions. Questions about that, and he can answer questions like that. Yeah, and it would be very good for him because I told her, no, he's he's not done quite. He's going maybe close to half of his hours, but that would be it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had sixteen hours, and until he helped me with the yard stuff last weekend. He still had 11 and three quarters to do. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I I told her, I said, well, you know, the thing is, he would have just gone to the food bank a whole bunch of times. He really liked it. Yes. So so this was a good solution for that. He hasn't been able to do his community service because of quarantine. And quarantine is screwing a lot of things over. Yeah. And then there's other things that it's doing uh, to not screw things over. Like? Um, getting sick and going to the hospital. Well, yes, that is the point of quarantine yes. to avoid the sick. Yes, exactly. That's yes. all. It, that's I all mean, it needs to do. Yeah, and in all fairness, I mean it's it's definitely a, a more than worthy trade off. Yeah, it's not. Um, and it's not been difficult with him because circumstances led him to be sick and have to stay home anyway, and and he got used to it. So he's he's gotten very used to. He's he's good at having the same structure, and he's had this yes. structure for... A month and a half now? Almost two? Two months, he's had the same thing every day. You, on the other hand, don't get the same thing every day. No. 
because you are an essential worker. You work for the government and you work in mental health and mental health crises happen regardless of quarantine. Yes, they do. And so you need to go and be a mental health clinician for people. Yes, I do. Occasionally in group health settings. Yep. And, you know, where are the biggest COVID outbreaks right now? In group health settings? Yeah, they are. Mm. And some of them are not ones that I would have been to. I mean, because we're a small area, we don't have a lot of, you know, traffic uh, causing, you know, more infections. Mm -hmm. But it's going to end up everywhere at some point. Yes. And so it did end up at one of the facilities I had to go to. And well, one of the staff had tested positive because it got sick enough they had to go to the hospital. And so once the supervisors over that facility knew that, and they're connected to my agency as well, because they are a, they're not government run, but they used to be part of our agency, but they're contracted. Okay. Which happens a lot with stuff like government stuff. But anyway. Yeah. So they're contracted. Once once that facility knew that, they had to test everybody who could have come in contact with that staff. And they did come up with, um, and that included me, because I'd been there in, within that five-day range. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I didn't, well, I always have a cough, so that's neither you here do. nor there. But they said, you can get tested if you want. And you told me, go get tested. Yeah, I mean, if you have the chance to take the test, why not take the test if there's any chance that you have it? Because if you're going to get sick, we need to know that it's coming. And if you don't get sick, but you're an asymptomatic carrier, we should know that as well so you can appropriately quarantine yourself. Right. And most people don't have a chance to find that out. So that was my opportunity to do that. And um, really, the thing sticking up your nose is not a big deal. I didn't find it problematic. I mean, I, I often clean my sinuses. Yes, so we use plunger bottles, neti pot type things for... Yeah, so maybe it's because of that, but... Could be. You know, I was expecting something worse than that. And um, I didn't have to wait too long. Like some people have had to wait even, you know, getting tested by our health department like I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they segregate us. They, they had me come there in my car and sit outside and call them and they came out to me. So my test was negative. Yay. But in the, in the meantime, you um, got wound up about getting a pulse oximeter, and you managed to find one at the drugstore down the street, which is... I did. <laughs> well, it's crazy, but at the same time, it probably cost three times as much as it would have three months ago. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It probably did. Yeah. But even so, that's the thing that they, they tell you to watch. If you do end up getting sick, watch your blood oxygenation, and if it drops into the low 80s, then you need to go to the hospital. Right. And and you decided to purchase that as soon as we were waiting to find out if I was even going to be tested. Right. And because there's a high probability that pretty much everyone is going to come into contact with this virus over the course of the next year. The whole point of quarantining and staying home and flattening the curve, as the saying goes, is that we don't all get it at once. And then we don't all swamp the hospital and they have enough meds and facilities and equipment to treat everyone who gets it over time. Right. They have enough staff yes, as well to care for you and us not killing them with our germs. Well, there is that. Yeah. So... That's a thing. And eventually, one of us will come in contact with this virus. Yes, we will. It has not happened yet. No. But but you, you got the I got the pulse, finger. the finger thingy. Yeah. And um, so we tried it right away. It has mm-hmm. an app. It has an app, which I is, can't, doesn't quite work I on your phone. Get, I can't get the whole app to work. You, I don't know did if you it try would it on work yours? on mine, no. 
You should try it maybe, and see if it's the app or my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you haven't looked at my phone, so it could be me. Uh, but we tried it, and um, my you said, your pulse is 114. And I said, yes, it is. It is like that a lot. It has averaged higher, consistently higher, since your intestine surgery. Yes, it has. And it was actually a little high before that, but not like it, it is now. And it just... I, I have no idea, like, if that's because I spent so much time trying to recover and never, never having any exercise then. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, any energy I could have was into the effort of managing, you know, very basic things. Yeah. Like getting up and down out of a chair. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't have exercise for a long time. I didn't for a long time after that because all my energy went into anything else that had to be done, like when I started work half time. And mm-hmm. so there's a long, long period of no exercise. And then the insanity that um, came after. Yeah. So I don't know if it's it's because I don't exercise as much. That is possible. It is. It is possible. It's probable that's at least a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been trying to get out on the elliptical in the garage. You've been doing good. Yeah. Um, I don't find it fun. It is better because I have Doctor Who and Big Finish. Mm-hmm. So it is better because of that. Yes. Um. But you were surprised and I'm used to it now. So I'm like, yes, I know my pulse should not be 114 while I'm just sitting here talking to you. <laughs> I am aware of that. Yes. But it was 114 while you're sitting there talking to me. It was. And I was no longer shocked, but the, the worry did start to get in the back of my mind again. And so then I, pro- I probably had weird dreams about that that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do walk the dog every day, but you know, that's not, that's not exactly really exercise. exercise. That's, no, no. That, it's not. You you no. walk for about 20 feet and then stop and then walk for about 20 feet and then stop and your pace is well, never that fast. It's not that fast. I can usually trick him to going along for a longer time than that. But even so, it's not aerobic activity. You're not getting your heart rate up no, by doing the walking. it's just movement is all it is. Yes. And sanity if I don't bring my phone with me. Good job. Yes. But. Yeah. 20 to min- twenty to 30 minutes of sanity is a good thing and should help my heart rate. Mm-hmm. But that's why I got the pulse oximeter because like even if you weren't, even though you're negative now, it's something we should have because eventually one of us will get this because you still have to work. Mm-hmm. And I st- am thankfully still working from home, mm-hmm. but eventually I'm going to have to go back to my office too. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to be I'm going to put money on that it'll happen at your office before I will get it. Mm. Just because your office is so ridiculous. My office is ridiculous, but at this point, there's some other things going on. And I think the boss is like our CEO of our agency is as hesitant to bring us back as she was to send us home. Well, so that's okay. That's I'm, good. I'm okay with yeah. that. And yeah, I'm I'm good with working from home. But you do most of your work from home. I do. Including doing therapy on Zoom. Yes. Anybody who goes to therapy is probably familiar with this. And too many people are familiar with Zoom that probably would prefer that they weren't at this point. So Some of my Zoom meetings, I feel like I'm watching the intro sequence to the Muppets. You remember when they had like all the arches and all the Muppets like stacked on top of each other? No, no you don't. That's okay. okay. I can picture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoom is a little ridiculous sometimes. Do you have people who would prefer just to call on the phone or? I do have that. And see, I don't have this uh, Muppet pile because I'm usually talking to anywhere from 
Well, if it's just one person, sometimes they only want the phone, mm-hmm. but anywhere from one to five people, but all together, not from different places. Right. Um, and if they're in different places, maybe three of us, right, including me. So, so it's not like a- there's no Muppets. No, <laughs> the only Muppet is our dog. Yes, our dog. I started calling him a Muppet because Bob looks a little bit like a Muppet. Mm-hmm. He's getting old and kind of fluffy, and his face looks like. In Labyrinth, the the night dog thing. Do you remember Labyrinth? No. Sorry. <laughs> the good thing about remembering nothing is I probably could see it again and be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't think of the character's name. It's, you know, Ludo is the big monster, and then there's this little dog thing that I don't know. Anyway, he looks like that. Bob does. I'll show you a picture later. Okay. And I'll put the character in the show notes. And anyway, so you have these clients that you're talking to and some of them, you know, you've noticed this over time that some of them treat you differently because you're a guy. I do. Yep. And even now, like when it's through a screen. Or over the phone. Or over the phone. You've got one client in particular who's like, can you? Yeah, I told my boss the other day, I said, well, uh, this guy is one of those guys' guys. And the reason he will talk to me and deal with me and try to work with me is because I'm a guy. And he feels that I understand him for that reason. And I am acceptable to talk to. Whereas like the poor social worker, she got yelled at the whole time she was there until she just got in the car and left. So I I would get in the car and leave if I was getting yelled at too. Yes. Well, the social workers are... They're getting paid fairly, to try and figure out problems. They're fairly durable and used to yelly people. Yeah, okay. And they, they usually wait a bit and see if the yelly person stops yelling. They they ideally have been trained in ways to manage yellers and still solve problems. Right, and, and most of the time, people don't want to yell at them because they don't want the problem to be bigger or longer. They want to solve the problem. Or at least make the problem go away, even if it's not solved. Well, I he just made the social worker go away is what he did. Well, that doesn't make the problem go away. But he had no problem with me. That's good. Yeah. That's also kind of wild it is and kind weird. of shitty. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really weird to me when it's happening because I'm like, dude, you have no idea that it doesn't matter who I am and you would have perceived me very differently several years ago. And I'm the same person. So Guys just have no clue. They, they don't. And... They do have the, we've talked about it many times, the bro club. And this happened when I took Zero Child to go get their stuff from the exes. Oh my gosh. The other night. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we got to the apartments, uh, there's like a gate there and you can't go in unless you have a card or a code or which we had neither. So, uh, Zero Child says, well, just wait by the gate and somebody will come with their card. And I said, well, I'm going to go futz with the key card thing and see if I can make it go by just punching some codes in because nobody was coming. Mm-hmm. And this guy in a truck comes behind and he sees me futzing with it. And, and he says, I got you, bro. And he puts it in there and then he tells me the code. And then we drive in and then Zero Child looks at me and goes, what the, the F was that? <laughs> it's so wild. I said, yeah, it's wild, huh? <laughs> And see, this and they is were the like, thing yeah, that, that is so wild. I know a lot of mostly dykey type women who think that they've never been discriminated against and think that, yeah, I, you know, I don't deal with any sexism. And I'm like, you are so blind to what you have never experienced because you don't know what you're not experiencing. Mm-hmm. It's so, so wild. 
Yeah, he might have done that for Zero Child, but the interaction would have been very different. Because mm-hmm. he wanted us out of his way. Yeah. But he was very friendly and helpful to me. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, thanks, man. You know? Yeah. And, and we went. Yeah. We had stuff to take care of. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, number zero child is back home with us again because they split with their ex, Mm -hmm. which was a needed change. Although they got closer to actual problem solving with this one than they have. So progress. Yeah. Well, this, I saw this one come home while we were almost done fetching things and they were not right. No. I don't know what was going on for sure. I thought probably they were high or something Mm -hmm. and they were not having a good time with it. So they are about that age where THC starts to take on uh, that paranoia aspect. Yeah. I mean, I knew that something was going on and I knew it was not entirely organic. So anyway. Yeah. You had been using their bedroom for your office. I had been. We're sitting next to my office right now. We are. Yes. In the bedroom. Yes. Where I also work. Yes. We're sharing an office. Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, although you tend to take your stuff outside and, and taking your stuff outside is maybe your fifth location. Yes. Something like that. Not counting. Um, every time I came in the bedroom today and you were laying on the bed and that's your sixth location. Yes, it is. I check my emails. I write emails. I'm just laying on the bed and I'm doing my work. Well, it was a bit chilly and windy. Although my seventh location today, I was working from the elliptical, holding an entire team's conversation with my office mates. Good for you. Because you need to move around. I do. Yeah. I was a bit sad to leave the office in part because it was nice to have a space, you know, a lot of space and the desk was comfortable and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I had to figure out how to get comfortable somewhere else. And I've managed to do it, but but I was concerned about it. And I wasn't thrilled and I had to move everything. And and plus I had stuff in that closet and I had to get it out of there again. Yeah, because... They need to put their stuff there. Like like I said, this relationship had gotten closer to working than any relationship they had been in before. And so we thought this one might last. And so you had started moving stuff into that space. And, you know, they do this. They move out and then they move back in and then they move out and then they move back in. And every time they move out, they say it's for keeps this time. Even though we tell them not to do it, which then they come back and say, I'm not going to do it next time. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. You are. And, and <laughs> face palming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. Um, I really hope so. Every time I really do hope so. Mm-hmm. But I found a tiny little desk uh, left over in child number three's extra room yeah. that used to belong to child number one that we had then given to my aunt. Mm-hmm. And when she moved to grandma's, she gave it back to us and we gave it back. We gave it to uh, child three. Okay. Who, who had been using it basically as storage space. Well, any surface, flat or not, seems to be like the place for Vikings to put things. That's just how it That's works around here. That's what we do, yes. Yes. You, your observation is accurate. Thank you. So it had things put. It did have things put. And I put. removed them and cleaned it because some of the things were stuck there. <laughs> uh, but it's a glass top, so mm-hmm. which is a little weird, but I, it's all right. I've, I found a chair. 
It turns out our kitchen chairs, which are folding chairs, um, work. I tried a bunch of chairs that day and got a backache and take a break and got another backache. And yeah. But you found one that works. Yeah. So, uh, and what's nice is at the end of the workday, I can fold my chair up and put it against the wall. Yeah. So I'm not tempted to sit down again there. Yeah. Yeah. My office is closed if the fo- if the chair is folded. I approve. So what other things have we been doing lately while we're here in stay-at-home type orders? We've both been participating in a study about families led by trans and gender non-conforming people and how they're responding to the COVID crisis. Yes. And we were pinned for the study because we had participated in some other study a year or two ago about families led by trans and gender nonconforming adults. Yeah, and I wasn't sure when they sent me the first invite, I wasn't sure if they had sent it to you. So they asked, do you have a partner? Can we send it to your partner? And so I put your uh-huh. email in there and to every- make sure. Because you usually will do surveys. Mm-hmm. I do. And you're in survey this case, friendly. I am survey friendly. And in this case, we're getting Amazon gift cards for our participation in the survey. So Yeah, and they're small, but, but the thing is, um, it does... I, I like to do those type of surveys. Yes. I like to contribute our experiences to the kinds of studies that will make their way into journals. Yes. I got a little worried that maybe I did the first part of it wrong because there was some confusion about, answer. don't answer this question if your oldest child is an adult. Right. And zero child had just come home and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. And it said, like, does your oldest child live with you? Does your oldest child get along with your other children? Does your oldest child have these kinds of tantrums or have those kinds of reactions or, and we're like, did your oldest child leave the house with another adult? No, they left by their own ass self to go to work. Yeah. Well, and some of the questions will will say, don't answer this question if your oldest child is adult, but some of the other ones don't. Right. And so I'm sure I could have just emailed and clarified, but in my spare time. Right. And, um, (laughs) So I answer the ones that don't have that instruction in front of right. it. But I may have answered a couple oh, well. in the beginning. Ideally, uh, their sample frame is large enough to even out statistical anomalies like that. Right. And besides, we're very boring. We are boring. It's kind of funny. I'm like, they're, they're asking questions. And of course, they have to ask every day when you do the survey every day. I, I was telling Child Zero about it tonight. And they have to ask every time, do you currently have a romantic partner? Yes. Because whether or not you are still together with that person from yesterday to today is slightly more volatile when you're in quarantine with them. But Thus, Child Zero is home. Right. Yes. Well, and it's funny because you and I were like, we were talking about these over the dinner table last night and saying things like, okay, so... Uh, how much do we cooperate with child rearing? And I'm like, well, it would be a 10, but there are some things that I don't get to do anymore. So it's an eight. And then uh, how, how supported do you feel? Well, I feel like a 10. And how angry do you feel? No. And you were saying it's hard to get the slider all the way over to, to zero because it's off the edge of the phone. Yeah. And we were both trying to do that because we're boring and we don't fight we like all those don't. questions. It makes me grateful every time I read it, but it makes me feel sad that those questions have to be there. Well, right. You know? And they have to like specify, you know. Did you push somebody, slap somebody, yell at them? Hit them with hands, feet, fists, 
Did you hit them with another object? Did, Did you, you throw spit? things? Throw things. Did you spit at them? Did you insult them? Did you insult their gender or their gender identity? Did they insult your gender or gender identity? <laughs> right. Looking at these things like. Fortunately, no. But who stays with somebody like that? Yeah. Why? Did, why does it have to be happening? But, but yeah. But some of the questions. The ones I was reading to Child Zero, I said, it's funny because it'll ask me how many hours and minutes I slept, which I can look at my app for, mm-hmm. and how many how many hours and minutes did my oldest child sleep? Now, that question I probably answered before, and then I read later, I was like, oh, it says don't answer that if your child's an adult. Right. It doesn't say that about going out of the house, but I told Child Zero it mm-hmm. asks that, and uh, I said, I would just guess, but it says since you're adult, I don't have to tell him. Then it asks you, how many alcoholic beverages did you have between yesterday when you filled out the survey and this morning? And, and my how answer, many since the time you got up and right now? Yeah, how many like since this morning? Like it splits out last night and this morning. Yeah, the whole screen of that page is how many alcoholic beverages and... And how many cigarettes did you smoke? And how much? How many helpings of marijuana did you have? And how many... And did, did you, you take any... prescription drugs? Did you use anybody else's prescription drugs? Did you use them for... Uh, something besides what they were prescribed for. And and I'm looking at Those all are, of these, like, I these understand. are all completely reasonable choices mm-hmm. and completely yes. normal. But we're boring. So. We are boring. So it's no. But nope. I have to laugh when I get to the next screen every time. And it says, and how many alcoholic beverages did you have since this morning? And I'm thinking... It's dinner time. <laughs> I, I would probably do it if I wasn't, you know... There would be day drinking if there weren't children to raise. Right. But there'd be day drinking if there was baseball, so, you know. Well, there's that, yeah. Yeah. Of course, only on weekends, but... Still. Yeah. So, yeah, the questions were boring. And I had to laugh because it said, do you currently have a romantic... Every night it asks me, do you currently have a romantic partner? And every night in my head, I think, well, I have a partner, but I wouldn't exactly call him romantic. Mm -hmm. Sorry? I'm not. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I get the general idea of what they mean. Yes, I understood that. I don't have to ask myself that. No, I I don't either. But it's one of those wordplay, slightly too literal autistic things. Yes, it is. (laughs) I understand why you're doing it. Yes, thank you. The words. Because you're romantically involved with me, and so you take the time to understand me. I do. So I guess you are romantic. Ta-da! <laughs> I love you. Oh, thank you, dear. I love you, too. <laughs> Yay! Hey, friends, he loves me. They would hope so, don't you think? Well, we would hope that a lot of those things in that survey would be certain ways. Right. So. Oh, jeez. So, is that it? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. 
Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Sniffle, sniffle. I'm trying not to. That's why I blew my nose. Right. Yeah. Do you need more water? <clears throat> what I need is an allergy pill to start working, but I just took it. Do you want to wait five minutes while it kicks in? How long does it take? I don't know. It's a nighttime allergy pill, so I don't usually sit there and count oh, how long. Right. Yeah. Well, then we should probably record before it kicks in and makes it nighttime for you. <laughs> I don't think it will, but it doesn't keep me awake either. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Ha, 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 ha.